air, water, earth, fire. For hundreds of years, the four nations have lived in harmony. The Avatar, master of all four elements, was always responsible for maintaining the peace. But Avatar Roku passed away 13 years ago. Now, the four nations look to the air nomads to reveal the next Avatar, but the world is met with silence. Rumors from the Earth Kingdom abound that the Fire Nation is planning an aggressive move into the Earth Kingdom. Five young heroes were too late to save the Southern Air Temple, but they hold vital information that could save the Earth Kingdom and maybe even save the world. Previously on the Flying Bison Podcast. The group formulated a grand plan to capture Iron, which hinged on Ren putting together a masterful play. Everything seemed to be going well for our heroes, until the enemy finally revealed themselves. Who's counting down? Am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fall season. Guys, Welcome to, to the Bison Podcast. We have never said we're have we ever said we're professionals? I don't think we've ever claimed know. to be professionals. I have never claimed to be a professional. I will you will not hear me say those stories. I was actually thinking about that today. I was thinking about how this doing this podcast has really taught me that literally anybody can GM. Cause I was like sitting and like, no, Nick is looking at me like I'm crazy, but I was like sitting and thinking about like all the other GMs I've listened to some of the like more professional ones, some of the like more indie ones like us. And I was like, especially in powered by the apocalypse. I'm like, I'm just kind of following what you guys do. You know what I mean? Like anyone can do that. I think with like D and D and Pathfinder, maybe like it might be a little harder to feel like you have to know all the rules and the math and the like abilities and whatnot. But with like something like this, like I'm kind of just reacting to what you guys do. Well, just because anyone can do something doesn't mean that everyone can do it well. Right. That's true. I think people can do it pretty well. In their own way. I think I'm inclined. I'm inclined to agree with, with Nick on this. I think some people just aren't built for GMing. Really? Yeah. Some people have a story that they really want to tell and they think mm-hmm. that the medium is tabletop RPGs and they are incorrect. They want to write a novel with some so, input from their friends. But then I would say that that's not true GMing. Well, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't, I'm just, you wouldn't look at that game and be like, oh, that person is GMing. They're not GMing. They're telling their story and they're making their players follow it along. But like, if you can be a little narratively humble Mm. and put aside your own thoughts like anyone can GM so what you're saying is what you're saying is is anyone can learn to GM anyone can learn to GM yes yeah GM right anyone Anyone can learn to deal with the gaping holes in their personality (laughs) 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 I guess that's our that's a real Exhortation for the world. There you go, Justin. Need a set of first, folks. <laughs> we finally got the truth out of the official stance of the Flying Bison podcast. Official stance of the Flying Bison. Stop being a. And then you can GM. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, Steve, I'm looking at you. You've got a ways to go. Aw, oh, thanks. 
I, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> no, I was gonna, um, it's fall. Did you all know it's, uh, it's what? fall? Do no. they have seasons in Spain? Uh, they do. They do. Okay. okay. Especially they certain change? parts, it's more noticeable. Well, because they have them, then yeah, they, they do. It's not they like, it's not like Minecraft thing. biomes. Like you just go like a hundred yards in one direction and it's like winter spooky there. Forest. Spooky forest. Oh, I imagine you're more than a hundred yards, but it is more like that. Yeah. In Europe. <laughs> um, oh, who's yeah, excited for, yeah, for fall. You excited for fall, Nick? Well, we just we just got our first like tornado of the season, so that was fun. Speaking of fall, uh, hey Johnny, what's that in the background? Um, books. He's the no, there's a to the other side of the screen. <laughs> there's a, there's a pumpkin behind me. Uh, you don't you, say. You remind me of your uh, feelings and thoughts on pumpkins and gourds. There behind you. Uh, pumpkins and gourds are a uh, travesty. <laughs> a failure of botanical evolution. <laughs> Why is it on your desk? <laughs> the aesthetic. <laughs> I was gonna say, Johnny. I care about you. If this is a sign of things going badly, like, I, I expect him to at least be in like a cage or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to eat them. It doesn't mean that he wants them, to, you know, obliterated, eviscerated. You probably wait. So you probably love carving pumpkins for Halloween. Uh, just, just take a knife and go at it. A little masturbatory for you. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> if you're not stroking your ego, what are you stroking, you know? Am I, is this a fever? <laughs> A quick moment where Steve just didn't react to what he just said, so it was almost like, like he was like, asking. Just trying to act like it was a normal thing to say. <laughs> and I found that more funny than what he actually said. Uh, <laughs> we're professionals. You look at everyone as if like, why is everyone laughing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man. I was uh, I was driving home today from picking up Rio from school, and I was thinking about fall, and I was thinking about pumpkins, and I was thinking about how growing up, Johnny, uh, it's a uh, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown must have been like an eldritch nightmare for you. <laughs> Let me clarify something for everybody because this has come up in the Discord too. I'm not afraid of pumpkins. <laughs> There's no fear. Like the taste of that. I. That's not what I've heard. I've heard an intense fear and hatred for the existence and concept of gourds. No, there. Maybe hatred. <laughs> hatred for the taste, but uh, I don't fear them. I don't. But I don't, on the uh, other hand, the aesthetic. The aesthetic. <laughs> the aesthetic yeah. Do you? Do you feel like if they filmed a sequel to It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, you would play like an Ebenezer Scrooge type character who the three Halloween spirits would show the air of their ways regarding gourds and pumpkins and you would come back and, you know, you'd be like, what day is it? It's Halloween day, 
sir? Oh, good, I haven't missed the time. Quick, go buy me a slutty nurse outfit down the corner. <laughs> you know, I um, I signed an NDA, but you might want to subscribe to Peacock before it's too late. Cause, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, the sequel. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, how do the rest of you feel about fall? Do you like fall though, Johnny? Like, oh yeah, as, I like a, fall. as a vibe. Yeah, I mean, he has a pumpkin for the aesthetic. I, I feel like it's he true. has to yeah, like yeah. fall to some degree. I was wondering if it was like just like a negotiated thing between him and his mm. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the pumpkin well, being here right now. I'll let you stay here for the aesthetic. <laughs> as long as you don't cook and cook yourself and try to make me eat you, you can stay. Yeah. Oh, that's, you're, that's you're wearing flannel. You can stay. That's a cute sweater. You can stay. <laughs> How about the rest of you? Fall? Do we like it? Do we hate it? I like Love fall. Fall, fall is my favorite season to dress for. Mm. I feel like I'm most comfortable dressing in fall attire. I, I concur. I agree. I used to live in uh, New York, and I can say that, yeah, um, fall was my favorite to dress into because winter got a little too cold. I'm normally from California, so our winters here are like, what, 60 degrees 60. yeah <laughs> mm. so that's fall for us basically so yeah um but fall is cool i like it we don't get much of the seasons here unfortunately, <laughs> in San Diego. so when i see it it's nice you get palms and slightly limp palms <laughs> instead of like falling leaves Steve. i'm just poking have you ever seen a palm tree steve <laughs> i have <laughs> What time is it there? Palms. Palms are sweaty. It's, it's one twenty-eight a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we've been getting oh, low seventies. Oh, yeah, I did reveal it. Yeah, <laughs> I had to beat that out. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> feel free. Whoever edits this episode, just keep it going. Just keep it going. <laughs> Madrid, Ohio. That's right. <laughs> right, right. Madrid, Ohio. <laughs> But yeah, I think fall's fine. I, I've always liked uh, that time of year in New England, and this is my first fall in Madrid, and I don't expect it to be super noticeable. It's just like you don't get the sweltering hot days type of a deal. Um, but I think it'll be nice. I mean, you grew up in like the, the quintessential fall area. Like, I feel like when people think of that like connecticut boston massachusetts like all that it's like fall i'm thinking about probably yeah right yeah. up to new hampshire and vermont yeah did you get yeah. like a lot of uh tourists not that i was aware of as a uh, suburbanite sheltered from everything in the world <laughs> people not in the part of connecticut that he's from <laughs> Yeah, like you might get out of towners visiting, but there's always like some story associated. Like there's like, oh yeah, we have family here. It's like, oh, they're great. You're not a tourist. Like you're just family. You're visiting family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're visiting family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I lived in the same general area that Steve is from for like five years. And it is definitely not like a tourist area. That's all like the coast, which is an hour and a half away. 
Yeah. Oh, that is too far. That's too far. I feel like to the point where if you had tears, you'd be like, what are you doing here? Like, go go that way. Exactly. We'd yeah. be a little are confused. You here for the crime? <laughs> and the nutmeg? <laughs> As we've covered in previous episodes, Connecticut has many charms. <laughs> three, specifically. Specifically those three. <laughs> those three. Well, um, I... I enjoy fall. I'm with Danny. I like the cooling down of seasons. Um, I don't like feeling like I'm sweating all the time when I am just sitting down, which is nice. Um, and I like fall foods a lot. I don't like gourds and pumpkins. As I don't hate them as much as Johnny, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. What, what would I'm you saying. put I'm in the category talking. of fall foods, my friend? You know. So many things. Apples. It's mushroom season. Mushrooms. Go out and get your mushrooms. Cinnamon. I do like apples, cinnamon, that sort of like... That's, mm-hmm. That vibe. That vibe. That's a good vibe. Yeah, that's a good vibe. Well, um, you know what's not a good vibe? <laughs> Is uh, five centipedes and screaming children. Oh. <laughs> and there are many screaming children in this theater that is packed with a number of Northern Water Tribe people that have come to see Ren's play, which I I was listening back to it, Steve. Again, phenomenal. That's so funny. I was dying, dying laughing listening so to your good. play. So it's on the floor. It's incredible. I think maybe eventually we should have on Patreon a goal to have like the whole play. Or like a, a, a tiny script of it. It'd be hilarious. That would be really, that really funny. That would be really fun. That <laughs> would be fun. Um, also, the perks of getting us to video at some point is that you get true. to see Nick abandon his camera when like something really intense happens. Yeah, <laughs> and you can wonder where he is, but you could probably assume, oh, Nick is on the floor. Uh, and uh, yeah so Ren put on his play and your goal was to try and and get Iron there and uh, Osa had reached out to him through the spirit world and uh, has a a clue of where he went maybe and Iron said that while he won't show up he'll certainly send someone to greet you as well and after you're done with the play you put it on and there are five figures who stay standing after the standing ovation. Their faces shift away. Their skin rips and five centipedes come pouring out. (laughs) And the entire place is screaming. Everyone is running and terrified. Ren is up on stage. The four of you are not. You see, Ren, you specifically see this because you're up front and can see the whole crowd. Next to one of these centipedes now, there's like a couple that scream and the centipede looks at them and you see their faces vanish and you see the centipede's face shift between this couple's face before vanishing again and showing a centipede face. And the couple just like crumples down to the ground. 
And you can see too that the rest of these centipedes are like converging, not just on you guys, but on all the people that are screaming and running away and showing emotion on their face. What do the five of you do? I think Ren initially just freezes, like the color drains from his face. And he's just standing in like a ring of thrown bouquets and flowers. <laughs> I forgot you're on the stage, yeah. <laughs> and tries as best as he can to just wipe the expression off, but does not move yet. Pretty sure I had moved crystals, crystals. under two? two of them two yes. of them that's right yes i'm gonna just immediately capture them okay. in crystal prison yeah and then i'm gonna turn to the rest of the group we should get up by ren i'm gonna take us and then i'm gonna do an earth launch and launch the three four of us well, over I'm, ren. Up, I'm up on a um separate part aren't i correct Yes. Oh, you're away from now. So yeah. I'm saying this to Liko and to Osa, right? Is there yes. earth yeah. to bend? Oh, oh yeah. What are, I guess, what are these seats made out of? Not earth. Oh. <laughs> she just goes this is like a palatial <laughs> ice palace yeah. zone. Yeah, I reach down to like launch us and then just nothing happens again. And she's like, ah. <laughs> uh, before we get too much further, I would like a rely on your skills and training to try and trap mm. these centipedes. That's under basic moves, right? Yes. While he's doing that, uh, Justin, how far away are this? Are they from us? Uh, they're uh, us all around. <laughs> There's oh, a, okay. a couple behind you. There's one on in front of you to the right, one in front of you to the left, and like another behind you to the right. They're sort of all over. That's a nine. Okay. Mm. Um, you easily capture one of them. And it starts to stare at uh, a passing by screaming person. And then it just gets encapsulated in this crystal. And as you reach out towards the other crystal, uh, it is in the process of staring down one of these bystanders. If you don't mark a fatigue, you're also going to encapsulate this bystander in with the centipede. Oh, I, will, I will mark that fatigue. Yep. So you see this quickly and pull back. Uh, and, or maybe like with some of the crystal, like push the bystander just a little away and encapsulate these other centipedes. And so now there are three. Uh, we will say that there is one in front of you to the left. There is one behind you to the right. Uh, and there's one sort of like directly to your left. Like a little further down the aisle. Um, Justin, is there any quick way for Rosic to get down? Because I know I had said that I was in one of the more front, like yes. upper seats. Um, yeah, you were in the like yep, stage left. On one of the. Mm -hmm. How does stage left to stage right work? I don't know. Um, Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> is there any quick way to get down though? 
Or is it high enough where I can just sort of jump down? Or low enough uh, where I can sort of just jump down? There is, it is not. Uh, there is uh, a door that has, uh, it makes its way to some like spiraling stairs that go down to the first floor though. Like looking down, if Rosic were to just jump down, would it be pretty, pretty bad? That's only one way to find out. What do you want to do? Um, how many, like, how many, like, feet up am I from the ground? I mean, enough feet that it's not impossible, but it's certainly a risky action. Okay. I am going, there's like, we'll sort of just, like, back up a bit and just sort of try to dive down as close as he can get to um, Che, Osa, and Liko. And he's going to try his best to break his fall into, like, mm -hmm. a tumble. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely love for you to push your luck. Okay. I am pushing. That is Push a real good. Eight. Nope, nope, never mind. That's, that's an 11. <clears throat> I was oh, looking at Johnny's nice. last roll. That's an 11. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. I would like to... Thanks. Let me just say what happens first and then we'll switch the spotlight over to you. Rosic, uh, you jump off this roof and try and tuck and roll down into this first floor. Um, I would like for you to mark a fatigue. Mm. That is what it costs you to scrape by as you get kind of like banged up and bruised and you like slam into one of the chairs. Um, but in slamming into that chair, you actually like knock it off of where it's resting and into the centipede that is uh, on the same aisle as your friends. It's not out for the count, but it's it's kind of stunned momentarily. Liko, what do you want to do? Uh, I would like to... I'm going to guess this is probably either push my luck or rely on my skulls on training, but I'd like to use water that I have on me to turn it into ice bullets to shoot at one of the closest uh, centipedes. Yeah, the one on your left is stunned from a chair uh, that Rosic accidentally knocked into it. So there's another one behind behind us, correct? Behind you to the right, correct. All right, I'll take that one. Okay. Um, you turn around. Yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you rely on your skills and training? Okay, all right. Um, you turn around, Liko, and just start barraging this other centipede uh, with um, ice bullets. And it's very easy to do because this entire place is made of ice. So you're basically just like, when you start to run out, you just take some from like the walls and the other chairs and just start pelting it continuously with these ice pellets. Um, and for the moment, it is also unable to respond. 
Um, Osa, what is what is Osa doing? Um, I run up and just climb up onto the stage as fast as I can and mm-hmm. kind of put myself in between Ren and the spirits that are out in the in the audience and take sort of a defensive stance. Uh, and just kind of look over my shoulder and, and say, are you okay? Uh, no. But that's, that's... your face, make sure they don't see your face. Yeah, um, I, I've, I've met these guys. what I guess we should get everyone out of here yeah Ren seems slightly broken out of a spell uh, by your presence and kind of puts a hand weakly on your back and then starts uh, fumbling and says um, the megaphone. Maybe I can, I can tell the people not to show any emotion. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Where is it? Ren points off uh, just below the stage to where he had been sitting in an elevated director's chair, and there's a cone kind of laying at the base of it. <laughs> Are there any spirits near it, Justin? Uh, there, uh, you know what, um, why don't you, well, you can just see it. No, there are no spirits by it. Okay. Then I rush over to get the cone and try to rush there and back and bring it to yeah. Um, <laughs> why don't you push your luck, Osa? nice nine um is there i was thinking so are there are there still co's like standing or like off yes there are three still yep uh one Um, is momentarily stunned by the chair one is uh being pelted by ice bullets but for how much longer you know before it can get out of there is and then there's one that has not been touched at all and that is the one that as osa rushes to the megaphone it catches sight of you sees you running for the megaphone and it doesn't catch you when you get it but it starts to follow you when you go as you're going back towards ren it is very quickly behind the two of you uh I'm going to say, Liko, cover your eyes. I'm going to stand up on the chairs, like, by me, just as tall as I can, like, on the backs of the chairs, hold up the flash grenade that um, gave, uh, Jovan gave me forever ago. I keep doing that. And uh, say, hey, many leg freaks, look over here. And I'm going to use the, is, the be- is that the best you've got move to go them into foolhardy action. So okay. right. uh, I'm going to roll with passion. <laughs> I already said what I wanted them to do. Yes, look, it, look your way. Uh, seven. Okay. So I get to choose now. I think I get to choose. Yes. Um, on a seven to nine, uh, they do it. Uh, but are more intensely than expected. They do it, 
but more carefully than expected. They don't do it, but they embarrass themselves, or they don't do it, but only catch themselves at the last minute. Che, I want you to push your luck. Awesome. (laughs) Eleven. They all look at you for a moment and thankfully you were able to steal your own emotions as you said this, as they all three of them turn and stare at you. This flash grenade goes off, blinding everyone looking at it. And I think uh, che, in in that moment where they stare at you, you didn't go in that cabin. You don't know what these things are like. And so the minute all three of them stare at you, there's just something about the way they're staring at you that throws you off. And you forget to close your eyes in that moment. And so you're now taken off guard a little bit as you're blinded momentarily by this flash grenade as well. But you have blinded the three of them also momentarily. Uh, rebound. Wasn't expecting that. My eyes. <laughs> uh, Rosic, you, you catch yourself uh, and have stood up now just in time to like duck away and look away as this blinding flash comes out. Uh, what do you do now that you see all three of the other ones that are standing are kind of like momentarily tipsy a little bit, trying to like catch their balance. And they're all kind of spread apart too. They are. Yeah. And they're in sort of like a triangle around uh, Che and Liko. Yeah. So there's, so the other two Liko's pelting one of the ice bullets and the other ones in a crystal prism. Um, there's two in a crystal prison. I would probably say that uh, having been told to shut her eyes, the ice oh, bullet yeah, stopped right. momentarily. Yeah, yeah. Stopped for a bit. All right. And there's still like people littered throughout the room. Oh, yeah. There's still tons of people. And I mean, you can look around and see that none of them are doing anything to stop themselves from showing emotion on their face because yeah. they don't know. <laughs> um. So I want to try something two just two of any of the three of them who are currently like stunned from Chase okay. um flashbang or whatever um Rosak tries to like shoot out a continuous like flame like a stream of flame like a flamethrower at two of their faces and just sort of sort of tries to like hold it there right at their faces so because mm. he, he knows after that fight with that one the previous period they encounter he knows he can't really like damage them but he yeah, wants yeah. to like keep this flame pointed at these two flames pointed at their faces. Um, yeah. To try to buy some time. Yeah. Why don't you rely on your skills and training? Oh, I just rolled resist for shifting my balance. One second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. That is a 12. Jeez. 
Um, you put your hands out and torrents of fire go rushing towards these little centipedes faces and surprisingly you see them recoil almost Mm. as they're hurt by this and you see two of them start to like shrink down almost as if they're like trying to curl into themselves to get away from the pain mm-hmm. all right and um as Rosalik's doing that he sort of to um ren and osa he goes whatever you guys are doing do it fast and he keeps tries to keep the flames going uh liko you have stopped your ice bullets and closed your eyes from this flash grenade as you stand up you can see that Rosic has now got two of these other centipedes uh kind of pinned down with his his flames there's still one that is coming out of the the flash grenade at any moment what what do you do if anything there are also still tons of people that are running around and screaming I want to try something. Uh, I've never done this before in this kind of way, but mm-hmm. I was thinking about, you know how um, waterbenders can raise ice as shields? Mm. Would it be possible to do it in front of this centipede, but have it so thick that it actually shows a reflection? Ah, I like that. I like that. Um, Probably push my luck with that one, maybe. Yeah, or um, I'm assuming your goal is to get them to look at themselves in that reflection. Yes, because uh, that's the only thing that I think, not the only thing, but the main thing that Liko remembers that worked last time. Um, How do we feel about a trick instead? Hmm. Don't I have... Yeah, okay. I can do that. Man, you seven. guys rolling well tonight. <laughs> uh, so on a seven to nine, you pick one. They either stumble and you take plus one forward against them, they act foolishly, or they overcommit. Man, that's hard. Okay, um, I'm going to take they act foolishly Listeners don't know that this is actually what helps build the anxiety for us players. It's just the waiting of nodding, just like hmm. and he needs that time, but still it's like I it's do. like I do. <laughs> but it builds anxiety uh, for the rest of us. Let's <laughs> get our lives on a scale. <laughs> Liko being someone from the foggy swamp. You are pretty in touch with the spirit world, more in tune probably than some of your other compatriots besides maybe Osa now. 
and you throw up this wall of ice in front of this centipede and it's so thick that there isn't a reflection but looking on the other side of the ice at you you see a massive centipede staring at you and behind it you can see it looks like a swamp it looks like dark and dreary and the sun is covered by whatever trees are there and it is just watching you waiting to see if you show any emotion so just and just to be clear this is like this is like a portal of some sort to just not a portal but just like it's not really I we're, understand we're getting the shrug treatment yeah justin just shrugged okay <laughs> we just have to narrate the shrug justin when you shrug just say i shrug i shrug, <laughs> I shrug say, at you say asterisk <laughs> shrugs asterisk well in that case Lego very much like ren just does it you know focuses so much on trying not to show any emotion so she's pretty much just frozen Ren, uh, Osa has now handed you the megaphone. Oh, good. What was the name of the uh, the lady who worked here at the palace? I believe it was Linu. Let me I think that sounds right. It's a good thing that Linu brought it back because they had taken this from me. Ren smiles and then all of a sudden, like, looks at you, Osa, and drops all the emotion in his face again and takes a deep breath to collect himself and then speaks into the megaphone, into the cone out at the audience area. Everyone, I know this is scary, but do your best to show no emotion to these spirits and leave in a collected manner. Show no emotion. Is that a plead? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, it 100% is. I was just checking to see if there's any more specific like playbook move you had, um, but I definitely feel like, yeah, it's a plead for sure. Let's see. Okay, here it is. The first low roll. It's still oh, a hit, but though. I have a plus two, seven, That's just barely across the line into a hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Ren, you can tell that. I mean, there are people of all different ages uh, and uh, you know uh, people from the Earth Kingdom people from even from the Fire Nation there are people from all over the world in here for this food festival so some are at this theater as well too and some of them get it some of them try their best to drop any emotion from their face but you can tell that like Obviously, some of the kids 
are struggling. Um, even even some of the adults are having trouble in the midst of sheer terror and panic, like not showing any emotion at all. And so you realize very quickly that you are going to have to at some point stop fighting these things in order to get these people out. You're going to have to as a collective group, you're going to have to let up some pressure in order to try and escort some of these people out. Okay. Now that the message is out, Ren drops the cone. Oh, so I think we just need to help these people. And he points at a family who's just kind of on their knees hiding in a cluster of broken chairs. Okay. Um, you go on that side of the room. I'll go on the other. And okay. uh, Osa looks at the other three of our group and says, uh, we're going to help people get out. You guys keep the spirits contained, okay? And uh, Osa, I, uh, I, I jump off the stage and rush towards the family that Ren pointed out. Uh, it's like a... Yeah, it's like a family and there's like a, uh, there's two moms uh, and they're like little girl and their son and they're just like crying, all four of them. Um, what is happening? Okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to help you. I don't think you can stop. Okay. I want all of you to cover your faces and lean into me and I'm going to guide you out of here. And uh, Osa kind of just like as if they listen, he's kind of wrapping his arms around all of them and kind of he's got his arms and he's just kind of walk, walking them out of the out of the uh, playhouse theater. That's the word I couldn't find. The playhouse. Let's have <laughs> you. Uh, let's We've have used palace and too. theater and like one other. So you're welcome to innovate. <laughs> what was that, Justin? The theater. Let's have you plead as well, please. Plead. Cool. <sighs> That's a nine. I'm just nervous about that one. Should Rose like, like yell at the kids to make it a 10? <laughs> <laughs> you better listen to him! Shut up! <laughs> um, the, the taller woman sort of like shakes her head. She's like, no, no, we're staying here. If we leave, they'll see us. They'll leave if we leave, they'll see us. No, we can't do it. We can't. We have to stay here. It's safest right here. It, it's not. If you stay here, you will not be okay. You need to come with me. And her tears stop for a second and she goes... Uh, she looks you in the eye, Osa. Promise my kids will be okay? I'll do everything I can to keep them safe. Okay. And you start walking with this family towards the exit. Uh, Jay, it's at this point that you're... 
eyes start to readjust to the scene in front of you. Uh, and it's changed a little bit. There's a couple streams <laughs> of fire. There's like an ice wall. Oh, and a giant centipede that's staring at you all from the side of the ice wall that you can see. I take a deep breath. Stronger. And I steal my face. And I look at... So the ice wall has like a giant centipede showing on it. Mm-hmm. That's not real. I'm not dealing with that. What's what's one of the ones that's like more operating in this area? Like that's being more dangerous. Uh, so there are two that Rosic has sort of pinned with his fire, but they're starting to get back up now. Uh, now that this giant centipede has shown its face, something about that has given them a little resolve. And uh, you can tell that they're starting now to move towards Rosic. Uh, and uh, there is uh, another one that is on the other side of the ice wall, and you can start to see some of its like legs poke out from the outside of the wall as it starts to like crawl away from the ice wall. All right. So Che probably wouldn't connect, doesn't have the context to connect that. The image is giving them some sort of resolve. Um, He'll go for one of the ones that's going after Rosic. Okay. And I'm going to, like, no more capture, no more slowing them down. He's going to grow a gem spike Mm -hmm. as sharp and as large as he can make it and just fire it at one of them. Center of mass. Uh, Why don't you... Have you wait? Have we mastered that yet? You haven't mastered crystal bending, right? The the technique. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No. Give me, give me a push your luck. Fair. Uh, twelve. <laughs> oh, man, you guys. <sighs> still cost me something it does and i know it does i know it does and you get a lucky opportunity all right i'll tell you what here's the lucky opportunity you fire this crystal spike with such force that it actually hits one of the ones that was about to pounce on rosic and it pins it to the wall just straight through and pins it to the ice wall. Now what it costs you to scrape by is that the gaze of the giant centipede in the reflection of the ice shifts and just stares at you. And it is the strangest thing because while it's this giant centipede, like the face, it almost just looks like a kabuki mask. It's like a tiny kabuki mask inside of the centipede face just staring at you. And it like blinks like there's like eyelids around this face that blink. And you see uh, the face of a Kyoshi warrior. And then it blinks. And you see that kabuki mask again. And then... And then it blinks 
and you see the face of Iron. And I want to know what Shay is thinking. I want to know what Shay's feeling. Shay is immediately a little confused. He's like, did Iron let his face get stolen? He cocks his head, but he doesn't let his face change. Or you can say he does. I don't know. It's up to you. Let's, I mean, it seems like a pusher luck. Mm. Can I make the argument that this is a rely on my skills and training? Because, <laughs> because no, I got this good. Because Shay very much had to, as much as it doesn't seem like it now, he had to restrain his emotions constantly while he was living with his father. Sure. All right, cool. When abuse right. is a skill. <laughs> yes, you use your trauma. Actually, use I, it. Uh, make, it makes sense to me. It, it does. It does. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, I just imagine um, Ren on his director's chair, like, "Yes, Jay, use your trauma." <laughs> uh, it's a six. Wait, can can Rosa killing that be the plus one? <laughs> <laughs> Reach and deal. Oh, Rosic will kick Che. <laughs> that could hurt or help. Rosic looks says, Che, why are you smiling? There's <laughs> <laughs> like a, a tiny little smirk on Che's face. <laughs> How hard of a move do I want to make here? Mm. Do it. We're going to be an arm and a face down. Come on. It's spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> you see the ice wall start to glow with this unnatural light as the face is no longer inside of the ice wall staring at you it has started to push out of the ice wall into this theater and Shay you were so good at holding your emotions in check when it was just a reflection. You even said it. It's not real. And now it's real. And something about that scares you. And you show just the slightest emotion on your face. And Liko, you see this thing push out of the wall and then all of a sudden where the kabuki face was you now see Che's face staring at you as it then recedes back into the wall and all the other centipedes shrivel and fall unconscious processing Hold on. 
So this face doesn't disappear, or Che's face doesn't disappear. It just Do you goes look back at Che. Che. Or you're talking about the the thing that came out yeah. of the ice wall. It disappears. Yeah. yeah. There's now no longer a reflection in the ice wall. There's nothing there. I immediately look at at Che's his his physical body. And you look and. Che is missing his face. Oh my god. Is there still a centipede on the other side of that wall? Nothing's there. They're all shriveled up, correct? Then Miko just runs to Che's body. Che's moving. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. I think it'd be pretty clear from anyone <laughs> watching that Che's not alright. <laughs> What like is Che doing? Where your face should be. <laughs> yeah, so the first, like, he makes movements like first, like reaching out, like someone does when the lights are turned off, and then like he's like you see his form like freeze, and he's just like puts his hands to his face a little bit, and then he just sort of like stiffens, like really straight, and then crouches down to the ground. So, kind of balls up. So Liko, when she runs up to his body, she'll just gently tap on his shoulder. If I remember correctly, they can still hear, right? They're just missing their face. Mm-hmm. And I tell him very softly that it's me. I say, Jay, it's me. At the touch, if you touch him before you say anything, he like immediately like pulls away from it. But as you say it, something he like relaxes slightly. And then I reach out again to touch his shoulder. He sort of leans into it. And then I, I reach towards the, towards his back to, to rub it a bit. And then I use my other hand to grab his hand. And you can feel him sort of like shake slightly. In a manner that you'd assume if you could see his face, he'd be crying. Mm-hmm. Ren announces in his loudest voice, Everyone, you can leave. It's over. And he walks towards Che and Liko. Yeah. Osa says to the family that he's with, "Um, You guys guys should be safe now. I think think the worst is over. Um, Sorry you had to go through that. Bye. Um, I think upon seeing the um, centipede shrink, Rose like, Rose like, will be like, did we, did we do it, guys? And he turns around, and upon seeing Che, uh, Rose like just goes, no, 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 and he runs over to Che and Lego, and just sort of like, like holds him as well. Um, doesn't really know what to say. Um. Rose like looks at Osa actually and goes, is, "Osa, is there anything we can do? You, you know spirits. Um, you, yeah. I mean, there's one thing I can, I can try. I can't promise it's gonna work." Um, Osa, I sit down, get in a, a meditative position, and start meditating. And uh, using my call from afar move, I'm gonna reach out to the Mother of Faces. Ah. Oh. Okay. Um, 
So, uh, tell me a little bit, Elsa. Um, hold the roll, whatever you roll okay, is okay. fine. Um, just tell me a little bit about like how Osa knows about that. Uh, where did he learn that? Uh, so when Osa was in the spirit world, uh, as we know, he went to find Ren's fan and came across. I don't know that he came across Ko himself, but he definitely came across some of the of Ko's children in, in that area. Um, and I think he would have asked spirits in while he was in the spirit world about what uh what the heck is up with these centipedes that steal faces and found out who Ko and the mother of faces are. That makes sense. Um what did we roll? Roll the six. So rolled a six. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and on a miss your reach extends beyond your original aim and you've attracted dangerous attention. Oh my God. Oh, just yeah, comes bad doors. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help? Uh, I. If you can come up with a real good way that Ren can also help Osa contact the mother of faces through the spirit world. I think if there's anybody who could help Osa here, it's Ren. After our connection, I was just. I think all I would do is join in a meditation with Osa. But it's up to you whether that's a point or not. How do the rest of you feel about that? Um, I don't think I should answer those questions. Can I? Can I make an well, argument for why that would help? Why that would be helpful? Sure. Plead yeah. my case. Uh, so, I think Osa, in this moment, seeing what's happened, I don't think he's outwardly showing it, but he is panicked um and i think that ren coming and just even just sitting beside him whether he's meditating or not is going to help calm osa down and bring him into a, a state of greater clarity if i may add um uh, me monroe i'm okay with it but i think liko would um have something would want to do something since she yeah. also has a, a experience dealing with the spirit world but okay. I'll let you decide. All right. I have heard your your arguments. The people have spoken. <laughs> I, have, I unfortunately have taken your faces, so I can't hear your arguments. You took all uh, their faces? Yeah. Just froze no, uh, like now? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. It's just Rosa. You're just surrounded Literally by faces. Literally worst case scenario. <laughs> uh, all right. I, if both Liko and Ren are helping, I will let one of you mark fatigue and say that that is enough to help. I don't know if what Monroe's describing is a help action. What would you do, Liko? Well, he just needs one, right? So if um, narratively, both Liko and Ren are are sitting down and meditating, I'm okay with just Ren marking the fatigue. That's why I want to ask Liko what, uh, what she would do. Oh, I was going to enter the spirit world. Oh, okay, cool. I was I wasn't sure if you were going to object or something to the meditation or whatever Liko would do. So. Oh no, yeah, no, I apologize. No, Liko would never stand in between that. It was just I don't think Liko would not do anything. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we both join your side, Osa, and Ren says, "Yeah, you've got this, Che. We've gotten a whole village of faces back before." So don't worry. 
and then Ren tries to meditate. Um, Che just puts up a little thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Osa... Specifically, mechanically, Justin, I'm using the cry for help choice. Um, But Osa reaches out and uh, just says internally, technically, but um, Mother of Faces, if you can hear me, uh, your evil son, Ko, has stolen the face of a a friend of mine. And uh, we need... I don't think we can get his face back, but I know you can give people faces, so if you could give him a new face so that he has a face, that'd be... I'd, I'd be willing to give you something in return if I have it. And that's the message. Um, I should say, too... Ren and Nico, uh, your meditating does not actually enter the spirit world. Um, okay. Ren, you've still, even though you, you know what to do and you've like kind of done it, you you just can't for some reason. There's just something stopping yeah. you. Almost like maybe what happened was a fluke. And, and Liko, when you enter the spirit world, it was in the foggy swamp, which is a deeply spiritual place and a deeply spiritual place to waterbenders specifically. So it makes sense that maybe there was something there, but here in just a random theater in the Northern water tribe, uh, you don't enter the spirit world as Osa makes this connection. Um, and I'm just looking up something cause I'm pretty sure that the mother of faces asks for something. Just a question. Um, yeah. You said that one of us has to take a fatigue. If it doesn't work, do we still take that? It does. It does help. Oh, so help about the spiritual. I can. I can. Yeah. Do you, you, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You don't enter the spirit world, but you're meditating. Your spiritual energies surround Osa and help push him to make this call. Okay. I hate dialogue. Identity. <laughs> Foggy Bones reference. Oh, this is true. This is interesting if I'm reading this, so this right. Cool. Oh, yeah. In this ice palace, you don't know where it came from, but on the ground there appears to be a tiny seed. Oh, so you come out of your vision call and you look down at the ground and there's just a tiny seed sitting at your feet and then all of a sudden the seed starts to sprout and then it grows these roots grow larger and larger and larger until all of a sudden there is a seven foot eight foot tree standing in this palace and as it it's it's in this humanoid shape almost looks like a dress that goes up two arms made of wood now come down to the side and it comes up to this wood looking crown and under the crown are four faces on the north east south and west 
and there's just this glowing light that enraptures this building and then subsides as the mother of faces is standing before you. Oh, what did my son do now? He took his face. He took, they, they took several faces, but... Let me see. Let me see. And uh, um, when she says, "Let me see," uh, Osa goes, uh, "Jay, it's it's Osa." And he, um, I take Jay's hand and kind of bring him Jay over. He stood up. He was already like trying yeah, to. I'm like guide, guiding you. Yeah, yeah, guiding you in front of. The- and Jay, you feel this very tender hand touch your where your face would be and it's um well i mean liko and jay maybe tell me there might be something familiar about it as it's like a wooden hand uh he still recoils from it um as like an immediate reaction but as he like feels it it is somewhat familiar but he knows it's different it's it's different and it's motherly like it's tender I am sorry I am sorry my son did this to you I am assuming you want me to fix this yes Shane nods his head vigorously (laughs) are these your friends Nods his head again. And you, for how long have you known this person? Oh, Justin, how long have we known each other? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that like a year? It's been a few months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've known him for a year. Yeah, we've we've been together as a group for a year, but they're brothers. Yeah. I was gonna say after hearing that, no, Rose like definitely stands up and starts to approach um, the mother face and goes, I'm, I'm his brother. And this eight foot tree shrinks down so that she's about the same size as you, Rosic. And she moves away from Che and walks in front of you and just tenderly grabs both of your hands. He will no longer be your brother. If I give him a new face, you understand that. If I give him a new face, he won't remember you. There's no other option? I can give him a face, but I cannot give him memories. I offer humanity one gift a season. Let me just double check that. I think it's one gift a season. But what if there are no seasons in the Northern Water Tribe? Infinite gifts. <laughs> well, I think that would be the op- one gift ever. If there's no. On <laughs> Kella, where it's always Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Do you need more than one face for your family? Come to Ankela. <laughs> Everything we've been through, he won't remember any of that. And she squeezes your hand and nods her head. It, it should be up to Jay, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. Jay's already shaking his head. No or yes? <laughs> Uh, no, side to side, to be clear. Rosug sort of turns and looks at Che, sort of like puts his hand on the side of his head, and so to, to, as to turn Che's face towards him, he puts both his hands on his face, and he goes, Che, uh, we, we've done this before, right? We've, I mean, in a year, we... <laughs> we went our entire lives without knowing each other, and what I'm saying is we've done this before, Che. It's not... We can do it again. You know, we learned about each other so much over this past year. It's this. I think it's worth it. You, you kind of need your face, man. Shane grabs both your hands and like pulls them a little bit down from his face and then like reaches out to your face and then kind of steps to your right a little bit and his hand sort of rotates back around back here head and then he lifts it away and then smacks you in the back of the head (laughs) and then shakes his head again uh, saying no I I mean if this might be a good thing Che we can start over I don't I don't know if there are some things that happened in this past year that I feel like kind of got between us and this might be a new opportunity like our our new opportunity one I've, I've been looking for forgetting isn't healing Rosic he said no point, tries to point at the source of that like affirming oh, over, it over here misses over here. slightly yeah uh, it lines it up i'm not that tall but thank you i i um good good i can rosalie looks at ren i can i can help him remember we can all help him remember it's not completely forgetting and we can help him remember but we can't minus the things that hurts. We, we can't give back his feelings, though. He won't. Room. We can tell him what happened, but it's not the same. I, I also, I, I look at the mother of faces and I say, "Are you sure there's nothing else you can do? Could you teach us how to get his I face back <laughs> from Co?" Uh, also, why don't you plead? 
and if need be, Ren, you can mark another fatigue to help. All right. It need, it need be. <laughs> I rolled a six. What would be the need? Ah, okay. I will mark a fatigue to get us to seven. Wow, I'm getting really tired of all this pleading. <laughs> uh, we're about to plead out. But <laughs> up. I cannot restore all of his memories, but since it is the nefarious work of my son, I do have some leeway. However, I need to his face. Definitely better than forgetting everything. Jay points to his head and then tries to like motion like with his hands in the air, like in a questioning manner. Um, hold on. I, I don't understand. Still working on that psychic connection. Yeah. He uh, he waves like like no, not to you, to Liko, and then points at well, tries to point at the wood lady. I think he's still got her position somewhere close by. Points like, right to the right of her. <laughs> he he points to the, the wall. Right. <laughs> and then points back to his head, and then makes a questioning gesture. I think he wants to know what he'll forget and what he'll remember. (laughs) Oh, that's a really good question, Jay. I can't believe we didn't think of that. I I understand why you would ask that question. Unfortunately, I, I don't have a concrete answer. It changes for everybody. Sometimes it is small things, sometimes it's one large thing. A memory, a person, a place. 
Um, all right, now Nick's Nick question. Uh, are you are you just going to pick something? Or like some things that I'm going to forget? Or is it going to come up as it goes? That's a great question. And, and it's a shrug. It is, it is a shrug. I, I, you know, we're coming up at the end of this episode. So I'm going to check in with you. Because I... I this is too juicy of a story to just drop, but I want to make sure you're okay with, with what happens. Um, I think there's a couple great ways we could take it. So I will, I think ultimately I'm going to, when you get your face back, I think I'm going to ask you what you forget and I'm going to leave that up to you. All right. I'm cool with that. You forgot um, every bad dumpling that you had. <laughs> Remember the word the. No matter how hard you try the, just it can't. It, you just you don't know it. <laughs> so I'm um, me as Liko. I'm gonna just ask the obvious here, just for story purposes. But we were able to get back the faces of an entire village. How long and how difficult would that be to get Che's face and his memories back? When you saved the village of Yudai, it was Poe's offspring, a, a fraction of his power that invaded that village. Right. Your friend's face was stolen by my son himself. Yeah. If, if we were to find him. Defeat him. I don't even think I could bring myself to do it. I don't, though. You don't have a way. What would happen if we were to find him, your son? We'd probably all lose our faces, too. You would have to remain emotionally stoic the entire conversation with him and find some way to convince him to give your friend's face back. And he would undoubtedly want something from you in return. What does your son cherish besides faces? Anything? Uh, Chase starts to like motion where his face should be with his hand and then like holds it over his face, his whole hand closed and then like puts it over people's faces. You want us to cover our faces no, when we I talk? Think he, 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 like, he shakes his head and, and says no. That. I think he's saying we'd have to offer one of our faces. No? Also shakes his head and says no. Oh, we'd have to offer him a dumpling. <laughs> also shakes his head and says no. And also like hangs his head a little bit. He holds his hands up like he's holding something. And then puts it like he's putting something over his face. You want us to get the mask? He points at Ren 
and then kind of does like a like a maybe sign with his hands, like it holds it like horizontal and shakes it back and forth, and then says or doesn't say anything. But instead of bringing the mask here, possibly trying to trade it back for your face. That is genius. Gina's finger guns at, at Ren. <laughs> Looks at Ren and goes, that's such a great idea, Ren. Okay, so now the question is, oh, where, where is he? I have sensed their presence, their, their spark of color in this mask. To the north of Alcala, from their frozen tundra. Well, bring some blubber, everybody. Uh, frozen tundra? Is that what you said? Yes. How far is that from where we're at, exactly? A few miles. I mean, so our options are find the mask and bring it back to the Mother of Faces, or find the mask, venture into the spirit world, find an evil, powerful spirit, and hope that nothing goes wrong, and hope that he does in fact take the offer of the mask in exchange for my brother's face or the opposite and your brother gets a new face and we just hope he remembers us I think he wouldn't forget all of us she said many small things were one big thing we're several big things it's still a risk I think that the risk of him forgetting one or two of us is a lot smaller than the risk of facing Ko. Liko obviously feels a lot different about that statement. Fair enough. <laughs> Just to be clear. But, uh, and it kind of shows on her face. And, uh, yeah. Che has been standing with his arms crossed and he nods and puts a hand on Osa and points at him. Are you saying you agree with me? Or... He nods his head. So we bring the mask back to the Mother of Faces? He nods his head again. And you're sure? He makes a motion like he's taking a deep breath. (laughs) But then nods nods his head again. Okay. Let's find this mask then. If you change your mind along the way, just let us know somehow. He shakes, he nods his head. I mean, really, you have to, we're back here with her to change your mind. You don't have to decide right away. Thumbs up. Also motion to get moving along. (laughs) Should we split up and leave Che here? Well, some of us go and get this mask. Yeah, I think that's probably wise. Because he has no face. You're a liability right now, Che. Yeah. He can fall off. He crosses his arms after raising his hands and... (laughs) Just saying. You can't see and there's no earth for you to bend anyway. He, like, motions like, you got me there. (laughs) Okay, I'll go. 
I'm obviously going to need some help. So. I definitely want to go. Um, Verzik looks at good old MF mother faces and um, <laughs> are, are you going to stay here with Che? Just wait. You're just going to wait for us? What is time to a great spirit? Yeah, right? Have some tea. Are you really that busy? I am a great spirit of the, all the spirits I have. Yeah, so you're like retired. Again, that was. Do I get retired? <laughs> it's kind of coming up. Well, so how is the 401k on being a great spirit? It's okay that you employ match. Okay. Um, they make me pay for my own insurance, so it's kind of a... Okay, well, I can sit there. Can I get a referral for a future, like... Okay, let's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it when Danny and Justin just decide to have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, so maybe we don't leave Jay here, then let's leave him with someone. I can, can sort of, He sort of whispers this. Oh, yeah. You sure, Ren? I mean, it's better than being alone in the tundra without a face. I can keep him company. Okay. Well, we should. Who should we be looking for? Mother of faces. Mask is somewhere here nearby. North of here. It is a few females north of here in the, in the tundra. But it's been you can you can sense because it was it it goes influence. So if someone can sense spiritual energy, they can find the mask. Potentially. Okay, I think I think we'll be okay. We know it's north. Let's start heading north. Sounds good. Um. Thank you. And I, I bow to the mother of faces. Nico calls out for Rue to meet us outside. And then um, if there is time, Justin, I would like to talk to Ren. There's absolutely time. And maybe Osa steps outside and calls out for Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Chad. Chad comes swooping down. Hi, bro. What's up? You ready? Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, fist bump. Let's do this. It'd be great if that's what Ren hears in his head whenever Chad speaks. But, um, before she leaves, there was like curtsies to the mother of faces. And then... Oh, how polite. Thank you. I... Oh. And to you as well. What a strange cultural practice. <laughs> Ren uh, pats Che and says, I'll be right back. And goes to meet Leek outside. Che waves in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were right to have you stay I'm here. I'm actually not outside. Oh, I thought you were outside to get Rue. Okay. No, 
I just called for her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But Ren steps asking. aside with Liko. Yeah, I'm still near Che because I still want to say goodbye to him. Ren, the last time I did anything remotely close to retrieving someone else's face was with you. And she looks around and she's she sees faceless Che. <laughs> And then she leans in to Ren's ear and says, I'm actually really scared. I'm scared too. I think I was more scared this time than last time, to be honest. I hate to ask you this, but do you still have that fan? Ren smiles. Thanks to Osa, yeah, I actually do. Do you think it could help again? It worked the first time, and I'd rather go there with something than nothing. We don't know what you're up against, so it can't hurt. Ren gives Liko the fan. I can't promise that I'll bring it back, though. So I just want to make sure that you're okay with that. Yes. Definitely. It's for Che. There she uh, I stick it in. I'm gonna guess I have some pockets or holsters. You better. I hope. I, we never really talked about it. What I what I got going on here, and uh, <laughs> I, I give him a hug, and I say, "Please protect him." Red nods very seriously. And then I part from him and then I uh, walk up to Che. And I reach out my real hand, not my my fake one. <laughs> and I reach out to to his hand. I kind of like touch it just a little bit so he knows I'm, I'm right there. He grabs it fully. I'm not really good at any of this stuff and I don't know if I'll come back so I just wanted you know he pulls Liko into an embrace he grabs her like by the sides of her face and then puts his forehead which is still the same against her her, her forehead <laughs> It's all forehead, just, really. I was like, oh my gosh, this is our first kiss. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. To make it seem as least like a kiss as possible. No, I got you. It's just forehead to forehead. Forehead to forehead yeah. and like holds holds her there for, for a moment. And she starts cheering up and then tries to crack a joke by saying, this is really weird. <laughs> You see him sort of like shake a little bit like he's chuckling and then sort of like lets you go and gives you a thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> so Liko just kind of looks at him and she obviously is not good with words. So she just um, she just leaves. But before she walks out, she takes one last look at Che. 
and then looks at Ren and nods. Ren nods in return. Um, and she Rosic- bored Rue and Osa and Rosic bored Chad. <laughs> and you take off. Born Chad. Oh, Chad. You take off. No, actually, I think I think I was going to say I want to leave Chad, actually, because we can all fit on Rue. And yeah, if something sure happens, they'll make Brennan, Brennan check yeah. something. The three of you then get on Rue and begin flying out of Ankela North into the icy tundra. And it is there that we will pick up next time. Whoa, oh, I love it. Love it when stuff happens and I'm like, didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, nothing ever <laughs> happens in this podcast. Nothing ever happens. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty quiet most of the Mostly time. Mostly just a podcast. series of plays within plays. Yeah. It's like, uh, if I had to describe it in one word, it'd be like cottage core. <laughs> That's our podcast. Telenovela cottage core. Telenovela cottage <laughs> There's the mashup we all need. Oh That's fun. I like that. That's good. Uh, Steve, you got any words for our listeners other than in telenovela cottagecore? Well, thankfully, I, I do have a face, so I can share some. Uh, we're having an uncalled for amount of fun making these stories. Uh, if you love what we're doing, consider helping us out. Uh, for five bucks a month, literally the cost of a pack of collagen infused eye masks, which by the way, has been completely disproven to help anybody because we don't absorb collagen through the skin in any significant way. We actually absorb it through our diet. Uh, literally for the cost of those, you could just help our podcast and help us get to our next Patreon goal. So think about that uh, while you think about what we're going to do to get Chase face back or get Chase a slightly altered face. And altered memories. Oh, this is very sad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> feeling feelings. Yeah. We're all still processing also, it. We're all yes. definitely still processing it. <laughs> also, just so no face mask companies feel like what Steve said is libelous, just just eat the face mask if you really need the collagen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if that's not something you can do right now, uh, we'd love a review. And uh, it really helps us spread the word. So thank you. Yeah. Five-star review specifically. If it's a one-star review, don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You don't <laughs> need to give us those. But you can yeah. message us directly and say, be better. <laughs> yeah, if you've got beef with us, let us know. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult enough. You can tell me if you got beef with this podcast. And I'll steal your face. Uh, <laughs> let me know her FaceTime. Let me know her FaceTime. Let me see your emotions. Come on. <laughs> Uh, this has been the Flying Bison Podcast, and we hope you've enjoyed exploring the four nations with us. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Avatar Legends was developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar The Last Airbender and Avatar The Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. Intro music is Dizu by Sendai. Outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Monkey. You can find more of their work at pomican.com. Link in the show notes. <laughs>